Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the show costume designer who has been bringing characters to life for decades from Do the Right Thing to Black Panther to The Meteor Man, Poetic Justice, Academy Award winner, Miss Ruth E. Carter. Thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to talk with me today. Oh, you're quite welcome, Cecilia. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you have a book that is out, The Art of Ruth E. Carter, Costuming Black History and the Afro Future from Do the Right Thing to Black Panther. What prompted you to write a book featuring your work? Well, you know, I've always been a person who loved to talk at lunch and tell stories to people while, you know, we took breaks on set and I would, you know, tell my crew about circumstances and situations and travel and all kinds of things that I experienced while making all of these films, you know, being in Egypt on Malcolm X or, you know, the experiences of going to a a warehouse that someone invited me to and there were vintage coats to buy all over the place for like $5 each. I mean, I, I, you know, was kind of a, a loan, not a loner, but I was a one man band kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, because costume design wasn't as I think popular as it is now. And when I first came in the business, I was one of maybe four costume designers of color that were working in the industry. So my experiences, uh, making the goldfish shoes and all those things that happen along the way were I think very unique to my experience coming into the film industry at a time when it was reigniting for black filmmakers. And so I had all of these very unique experiences that I was experiencing kind of alone. Like I would be the one that go to Jerry Seinfeld's apartment to look through his personal clothes um, to pick something to wear on the pilot for Seinfeld. And so I felt like there was a book there that beyond behind the scenes of my experiences on these now iconic films that I needed to write down and and talk about. Miss Carter, you have been in this industry for decades mm-hmm. and I want to ask you how has costume design evolved since you entered the field, whether it's through technology or access to materials or how what people are requesting or visions. Mm-hmm. What has like ultimately like changed is that the way that people's expectations are managed. Like, you know, when I would get on a film a long time ago, they say, oh, we really want to set trends. You know, we want like for clockers, we want you to come up with some ideas though. So when the movie came comes out, you know, it'll set some new trends. They really wanted unique ideas from the costume designer. Now everyone wants to wear the hot, designers that are on the shelves, you know, in the stores. They want to get the Gucci bag. They want to get, because now we are a culture of labels 
ourselves and wearing our wealth, you know, it being shown on our bodies. And that wasn't the case. I was really a pure costume designer developing characters. And, and there was that caveat of, you know, maybe if you do something unique, it'll start a trend, you know. Research. I know that is very important. And not just research, maybe in, oh, material and what what are we working with here to create the costumes, but the research of history, the research of science, the research of culture. How does researching those subject matters impact your designs and costumes? Well, research is a wonderful, a wonderful tool to um, embracing concept and artistry because you can go in so many different directions when you're researching a era for costume you can you can look at like what were the socioeconomics of the time and how many how many actually items of clothing did this person most likely own with their with their uh, economic status and and you know where did they get their clothes made was everything made by a tailor because you know we are in a you know, culture of fast fashion and you can just go to the stores and buy a suit. And, you know, and sometimes some eras, you know, everything was made at the tailor and you had just a couple of things that you wore a lot. And, and so the research is what really brings you in. And, and if you can stay rooted in the research, it gives you so much more detail and an interesting story that you can add to this character, this actor who's coming in and has done the, all the psychological research in order to like vo ver vocally and, and embody this character. And then here you come, you have done the research on the era and it's a beautiful marriage. So research is like integral on any level with any era, modern or period to like finding your voice. As a designer, you've accomplished so much you've set as you said maybe set some trends uh <laughs> that others have followed how do you continue to challenge yourself as a costume designer oh man like you know challenges aren't one by one you don't get a project and you say this is my challenge and that's the only challenge for right now I have so many challenges in my head, like things that I, I'm motivated by. And, you know, that's what brings on, you know, ideas for all of the different details of a costume. You know, I might think of the Himba women when I think of the Dora Milaje and their back skirts and, okay, I'm going to make that out of leather. And then, you know, another costume might have some other inspiration that I saw somewhere in a museum and I go, wow, I remember that was made out of paper and I'm going to, I'm going to make this garment out. I'm going to try that artist's um, idea and make it out of paper, you know? So I'm constantly challenging myself um, with ideas. So next is always ever present. You know, it just depends on what falls in my lap as a project. Um, but also I'm really right now in a place of giving back. And so I want to use the portals, like, you know, having a website with classes or 
doing a YouTube channel, doing shorts and continuing to tell my story, just like with the book. How do you hope to encourage or inspire people through your book? I just want people to see my story and understand me a little bit better that, you know, Black Panther just didn't happen out of nowhere, that I had a whole journey in front of that film. And that's why I was ready for it. And that, you know, I am just a girl from Springfield, Mass, that had to pick herself up from her bootstraps and make a life for herself that I didn't have a silver spoon. I wasn't a trust fund baby. I didn't have any special privilege that I just really believed in myself and kept moving forward. And the opportunities when they came my way, I was ready for them. And I hope that that story inspires like any story, you know, inspires you just in life. And just because you've had, you know, a struggle in your life, it doesn't define you. You know, it just makes you stronger. I would like to say thank you to anyone who is listening to my voice, who's reading my book, who has enjoyed my films, who has sat down knowing that it was me and had an extra interest in viewing um, what was put out there, be it um, We'll Get You Sucka, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, Clockers or Crooklyn. And I just want to say thank you to, you know, my my followers, my fans, my my family. Thank you so much for taking extra time to speak with. Yes, with my me pleasure. Today. Thanks for having me.